and Ollie's Pub Crawl. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Andy and Ollie's Pub Crawl podcast, which this week is a bit different, I guess, because it's not really Andy and Ollie's. It's it's more, well, Ollie and Lyndon's, Lyndon and Ollie's, I don't know. Basically what's happened is Andy has taken a week's break from the podcast. He will be back. So we have got from episode 10, the one with the Kaylee that I hated, Lyndon Grigg is here. Hello, Lyndon. Hello. Looking forward to stamping my influence all over this podcast. <laughs> and I'm waiting to see all the branding change as well, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. We may have to try something. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. But, I can send uh, you a headshot if you want. I've got plenty, <laughs> plenty in the bank. Trust me, I've got plenty that I can find of you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so this week... Apart from the uh, the change in host, we've obviously got another guest. Yes, and uh, this is one we both know. Yes. Rowley's our friend from home, from Shropshire, goes to Leeds Uni, so there's a bit of... Unfortunately. A bit of competition and rivalry. Let's just say now, in going to Leeds Uni, he goes to the second best, maybe even third best uni in Yorkshire. Well, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know anything about that. You can, you can keep that too. Okay, so Uni of Sheffield on top. Then maybe, maybe York, I might even put Hallam in there, and then Leeds. Oh, Hallam's an insult. <laughs> well, he's not here, so he can't complain. That's about it. I mean, apart from the change in host, it is a perfectly normal podcast. Same questions, same idea behind it. Fortunately, we do mention some of the running themes in the podcast. I believe there is an extended conversation about grassy slopes this time. I'm here to replace Andy. I have to talk about grassy slopes. So, yeah, should we, should we get on with it? I yeah, I guess. looking yeah. forward to it. Here's Roly Hancock to talk about his pub. Hi, Roly, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. No, how, how, how are you both? Are you both all right? I'm not too bad, yeah. I think Lyndon is, well, I will, I'll be cutting the bit that's just gone before. Oh, no, I think you keep it in. Or, I don't, I'm not sure, but Lyndon's uh, hosting, let's say, it's got off to an inauspicious start. Look, there's there's a lot of pressure on this. I I know you've got <laughs> listeners around the globe, and I just don't want to do we do do the podcast a disservice. So for for listeners <laughs> at home, we are starting twenty minutes late, just, just so we're aware of where we're at on the show so like far. Seventeen, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, seventeen. I think we've had worse. Well, let's just start by telling us about your favourite pub. My favourite pub. Well, I can't choose basically, so I have to choose two, and they're both next door to each other which is quite handy so you can kind of group them together um, and they're both in leeds in the high park area so any leeds based listeners will be aware um, any students at least if they haven't been stabbed <laughs> apparently that happens a lot in the high park area of leeds that's what i've heard um well 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 that's up to the debate but anyway we'll get on to that another day so i think my so my first one is the royal park pub which is situated in high park and it is for as I, I'm, I go to the university at University of Leeds, and it's like the social hub of the Leeds student area. It's where everyone goes. Everyone's there. Like if there's anyone's going to pub, it's that pub. Why? 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 Why is that? Because it's just situated in the centre of the Leeds area, Leeds student area. Cheap pints, lots of televisions for sport. If you want to watch a game, you can. Got a nice outdoors area. Quite a lot of kind of student art around. It hosts a night out. How does that work? So this is this is the thing. So I'll come on to this a little bit because it's going to be part of my... We're plagiarising, are we? 
Well, with mine is amal- an amalgamation of many pubs. There's elements of other pubs that I kind of quite like. And then the other one is, is I think, is this your, it's a social club. I don't think you get that many of these around, definitely in the south, but you get more of them in the north. And it's the Brunel Social Club, which is about, I think, two buildings down. And it's quite a renowned gig venue slash pub. And it has like a games room. It has like a, like two or three music venue rooms in it. It has a massive outdoors area. So in the summer, they have like fairy lights up, loads of wooden benches, big, big like screen, like not projector, but like proper screen with like sound. So like they put on like the football or whatever, like imagine like the Euros in this big, big pub, massive screen. It fills out at about 2 p.m. and it's full until it closes at like 11 or 12 p.m. So it's really, it's, it's where it's at, it's where it's happening. So they're my two favorite ones, like hands down, because it's just, it just too many fun memories there. That makes it i can't miss them how then is that kind of reflected in your ideal pub you said you were going to nick bits so i'm going to kind of take elements of brunel social club and rpp the hanny banny oh yes which is an iconic iconic pub i love where this is going <laughs> so we're going to need to explain that one when it comes to it but... um i'll explain it now like the hanny banny is a mythical pub situated near next to Prague University. So us three and a few of our friends went on holiday there two years ago, two or three years ago. Three years now, yeah. Yeah. And it's like this tiny, it's like a really, really small pub. The walls are covered in like bric-a-brac, like music. It's, it's pulp fiction. A lot of pulp fiction, like it's like kind of like old pop culture stuff. And you go in, they had like the only beers they had was Star Pumman. Comes to 3pm, you've had a whole day walk around Prague, enjoying the sun, enjoying a nice time. You start your night at 3pm there. Because why? Happy hour. Happy hour means two for one drinks. Because it's Prague, and because they make Styropram in Prague, you get a pint Styropram for 50p. And who can say no to that? I I seem to remember that no one in that pub spoke English. The only two words of English they knew was happy hour. Yeah. And uh, and that's all that mattered. I mean, they they just knew that you you walk into the bar and just say eight, and they just give you eight pints. You go, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) For the Hanny Banny, in terms of what I would kind of take from that pub is concept of happy hour but i would change up a little bit so what i'll do is do the two for one at 3 p.m three to four but i'll also say you get a free bar snack because that was something that i felt was missing from that pub they didn't do bar snacks you see it depends it depends though for me what you kind of want the feel of the pub to be if it's somewhere where you're just going to get pissed like some of the pubs that we've had previously i don't know um meg springs to mind or last week for george what about mead oh you only get pissed on me that's, that's the idea wasn't it I, I do support that idea. <laughs> if you want to just get pissed in a pub, then you don't want a bar snack because that will line your stomach and that's going well, to... Well, no, the point of a bar snack is to make you drink more. Yeah, you want you want salty bar snacks. Yeah, that's yeah. the point of a bar snack is to make the drink or the person buying a bar snack drink more because it's salty. So, because you go for the two-for-one and you get free bar snack, you get your two drinks, you get your bar snack, you have both drinks, you have the bar snack, then you want more alcohol. This podcast is just an opportunity for Roly to bring out the ruthless businessman in here. No, the thing is, I was thinking about this, and like, there's an element of like, you know, you want your ideal pub, you want it to survive. You don't want it to like be over for a week and then close because everyone's abusing it. You want it to survive. And then also the other aspect that I wanted to kind of swipe from the Hanny Bani was the furniture. I actually quite liked it. I think it had that nice bar feel, that pub feel that like, you feel it's been worn down. Lots of happy bums have sat on that on those chairs. Lots of pints to be spilled on those tables. And that's kind of a good pub. I think also it was really studenty, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a good thing as well. Because that's what the aspect of my pub I want to go towards. A little bit, a little bit more 
for younger age group. Not like a night out club, like a pub, but for a young group of people, maybe. Where would you put your pub? Today, I went wild swimming, just north of Bradford. I think there's a couple of my nice little waterfalls. Went there for a bit of a swim. It was fucking freezing. (laughs) I can't feel my feet, but it was fun. (laughs) It was really fun. It was really, really good fun. So I was thinking, well, why don't we have a pub which is like situated next to like a nice little kind of like stronger, small river. Like one which has pools where you can swim in if you wanted to. But no, like, waterfalls where there's, like, a risk, a danger risk or anything like that. We're situated there on the banks of this little river. And so it kind of links onto another bit with the beer garden. So the beer garden, because it's a long rectangle, alongside the river. On the river side, it's just green grass with a grassy slope. I've said the word. You have, but unfortunately for you... Yeah, he's not here. He isn't here. I'm prepared to represent Andy this week with the grass slope, <laughs> because I, I love grass and slopes. And I've not met Andy, so like, hi Andy, but I wholeheartedly agree with his grass slope idea, because that is definitely part of my childhood as well. No, it's not. It, oh, it not. is. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. You make great fun of a grass slope, key part of the pub. But anyway, back to back to the um, my beer garden. So we're talking flat slope next to river, grass slope up to a kind of big patio. And this is the RPP element. No, sorry, the social club elements, my bad. Where it has this big outdoor space, loads and loads of benches, round table, like round picnic tables, and a big screen at the back. So when the sport on, it sells out. It's the place to be. You've got a nice running river next to it. Fairy lights going along. The outdoor bar. Is there any danger of um, intoxicated people wandering and falling into well, the river? yes, but that's the point. That's the point. He'll sober them up. And drown them. Well, that's not that. You know, that will sober them up. If... Not my problem. <laughs> In that case, they might not be alive when they're sober. He's he's giving them a bar snack so that they get even more drunk, so that they go into the river. <laughs> it's basically just a really complicated plan to kill people. This has become incredibly <laughs> sinister. I was thinking, I, I'm not. I'm sure you might be aware. So you know, Town FC, the club in Shropshire, the main, the football club in Shropshire to support. Their old stadium was the Game Meadow. What they did is they had a, a man in a coracle who used to collect all the balls which came off the pitch into the river. So they have a similar kind of vibe where they have a guy just on an emergency standby with his coracle. I know probably not a very practical boat for rescuing people, but I just think there's something, something attractive about that, having a guy in a coracle. Just... I'm thinking that with the coracle, then what's going to happen is two people are going to die as opposed to one. The man rescuing and <laughs> the person who needs to be rescued. He'll die a hero. And that's the point. He will. Yeah. Who's, who's going to be in the coracle? There we go. You want an athlete or like someone who's like got that experience with saving people. You want like a hero. You need a hero. Would you say you're holding on for a hero? <laughs> Till the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> is it Kate Bush who wrote um, saying that? I can't remember who it is. It's it's Bonnie Tyler. It's Bonnie Tyler. No, what would have it was had Bonnie Tyler sitting like on the pub like pub garden, looking over the river, and it's on fell in. She starts singing it like a canary in a coal mine, <laughs> and what? then like the coracle like <laughs> like Baywatch. I'd have like um I'd have like the Rock from Baywatch as a coracle guy, <laughs> and he would like pick up his coracle like run in with his coracle over his shoulder <laughs> and his paddle. And like jump in and save the day. I'm not going to be wanting to watch the football. I'm just going to want to See, watch that. See, that's, that all that's night. the thing. If, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes there's lulls in the game, 
and you know things aren't going well like there's you know it's just you know adverts and all that kind of stuff you want that entertainment you want it to keep going you want engaged customers the, the people need to be entertained and this, this club has that i am entertained by that definitely yes very much yes so that's that's the outdoors of the pub they haven't even got to the fun parts on the so inside. yeah what's the inside then what so the inside is a combination of rpp so rpp has a cellar so what they do on a tuesday night they have the rpp sellers night it's kind of like a cross between a pub and a nightclub. So they have DJ decks in the cellar and you go get your drinks from upstairs or there's a bar downstairs as well. But you go, there's a DJ playing from like 9pm till about 1. And it's basically like if you don't want to pre somewhere, you can go to RPP to the cellar's night and pre at a kind of club. That's quite a nice idea, actually. That's quite neat. And it's like, I think it's like a £2 entry fee. And the drinks are just normal prices, so like quite cheap anyway. So I'd have that in mine in my pub. So, so are there are there lots of clubs nearby this this river and water? <laughs> no, my thinking was in the general general geography of this place. It's kind of like, uh, for example, I use Shrewsbury as an example. Like they got the park right in the central town, and there's loads of grassy areas around that the river. I still in the central town. Plenty of scope for a grassy slope. Great quarry's got a great grassy slope. Let's be real. Maybe a little bit too big for a grassy slope. Yeah, it's a bit big for Andy. It's a bit big for a grassy slope. Well, maybe maybe Andy doesn't like size, but I'm a big size fan. Size matters to you, does it? Size matters to me, which is why the grassy slope at the quarry is actually one of my favourite grassy slopes. Good grassy slope, but maybe not for the pub purpose of a grassy slope. You're a more cultured grassy slope, man. It's, it's a general taste of the grassy slope that you're after. Like, sometimes... Different grass slopes are needed for different things. Oliver's got his hand on his head like he's about to cry. What so is this podcast come to? Why have I let Lyndon on this podcast? I mean, it was bad enough with Andy banging on about it. We're taking but... over, Lyndon. We're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oliver won't even be here next week. I'll have probably killed myself after this conversation about grassy slopes. <laughs> so it'd be kind of situated in a, in a town, but it, have that kind of, it had a bit more space around it. If you want people to get pissed, you can't just leave your pub in the middle of nowhere because they won't be able to get home unless you were doing like an inn with like bed service. Ollie's just pumped his hand in the air. I don't know if I've just hit Sorry, her. we're three one up. <laughs> Attention, Oliver, come on. It's important content. For reference to the listeners, sorry, Roly, I cut you off mid-flow there. I'm very sorry. But there is a football match going on at the moment. Leicester City are playing Manchester United in the FA Cup. I support Leicester. You think that he'd be a bit more professional on his own show? Not a chance. I'm sorry, listeners. Like I said, <laughs> the main aspects are we've got a games room. I feel it's a vital part of a pub that's very much you can't really find anymore. But we're not talking like shit, like gambling machines. Like we might have one of them, but like not. That's not the focus. It's just it's, it's quite depressing to see that in a club, in a pub. Like you see people waste their. That's something I hate about spoons, actually. Is they yeah, it's just they're just wasting money away, and it's just the games room. It would have like the old school bar games in it. So we're talking like big snooker table, pool table, bar billiards, darts, and it have like a small like tables like smaller games like I know like um, backgammon, chess. Dominoes. Dominoes, sure. Why not? Why Dominoes? More like. <laughs> what is the attraction to Dominoes? It's a game of skill, and I think people who go to pubs really want to um, participate in it. Lyndon just admitting that his real age is, in fact, over 60, right there. I- I'm not complaining. I already know that. To be fair, Lyndon doesn't quite yet have a real ale subscription, so. Uh... Oh, he's not quite there. These are big words coming from someone who can't legally drink Ooh. in America. Ooh. Good luck getting to America right now, but in a few days' time, I will be, so it'll be all right. So my, that's a big kind of a bar games room where I have like a couple of tables of 
snooker, pool, bar billiards. Bar billiards is a fucking great game. I really highly rate it. I think it's a great game. The pub is kind of split into four sectors, quarters. And the bar would be in the center of it, kind of going all around in a big square. So like there's a corner of the bar in each room. And so that would be one of the rooms would be the games room. The other room, I was thinking, live music room. So who, who's playing in the live music room then? Well, that's the thing. I want You want like the biggest mix of shit that you can ever think of in there. The up-and-coming local musicians. You know, I don't want it to be like, const- oh, we got so-and-so playing tonight. Oh, it's another four-piece rock band. Mm. Mm. You know, What's wrong with a four-piece rock band? Because it's just the same. Like, I, I, my favourite genre is rock. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, I wouldn't have them playing every night. Because otherwise, you just end up with, like, Taylor Swift. I wouldn't have Taylor Swift in my bar, though. Like, I mean, like, it's just, like, the whole point is, like, it would be different every night. So, like, you could walk in and you go, oh, I wonder what's on tonight. And then you'd be surprised. Could it be, like, some, like, Irish jigging, like, jig kind of band? You don't want that, though. You don't want that. I'm I'm liking where this conversation's going. You know, Irish jig is one step away from, from you know I know. I, I feel that I'm reticent to bring it up because I know that my school will plummet. <laughs> Your score will plummet. It's probably a bad idea. I've just cottoned onto it. We'll, we'll leave some time for him to think about it. <laughs> just have a little bit of moment of silence. Think about it. Just watch. Think of all his pain. See, the thing is, the thing is, if you do bring, if you do bring the thing up, then your score from Lyndon will rise exponentially, and decrease exponentially from me. So it's a risk you've got to take. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel I'm not going to explicitly mention it, but we all know what we're on about. I don't. I don't care if you mention it. Would you have a Kaylee? He's gone for it. I've gone for it. It would be there on alternate weekends. Alter- oh, you're going to have a Kaylee. <laughs> right, okay. Alternate weekends. So, like, most of the time it's not, but sometimes there is. Room three, your normal, bar, your normal bar. Think of, like, the Hanny Banny, but moved into this room. Like, lots lots of wood. That's basically how I would sum up the Hanny Banny. Lots of wood. And the fourth room would be more like, kind of, like, booths, maybe. Fireplace. Like quite cosy, not like modern snug, but like old school, old pub. It feels quite an intimate. That everything's quite close together, and yeah, like a low ceiling, wooden beams, wooden posts. Like I say, I was thinking the other day that one of my signs for a good pub if there's smoke stains. So you know when there's a fireplace, and then they've had a fire too big, and there's like a black mark above the fireplace. Here's here's the thing that I want to know about this drinks. What are you serving? I'm a fan of an IPA, um, as uh, what well, people might be aware. Yes, we should we do should we do the first shout out that we probably need to do in this episode? Me and my housemates, born in lockdown, we all like beer, so we decided to create a IPA themed Instagram account where we rate IPAs or any craft beer and discuss it, like it. We've also started making candles out of the cans at ipa.gram on Instagram. So what I was thinking as well, like. I, we go to, you go to a pub, right? And it has, like, your standard stuff. It would have, like, on tap, it would have, like, I don't know, Carling, Foster's. Unfortunately. It's not great beers. Like, yeah, if you want, like, a nice, like, just a chill pint, fine. Foster's is cat piss. Carling makes me feel sick. Yeah, you don't have to include these. No, no, I'm, I'm saying that I'm not. Oh, right, okay. So you have, like, quite a few on the garage, right? They're all kind of quite standard ones. Like, you have a few ciders, a few, like, normal lagers, maybe a couple of ales. You only have, like, one craft draft. Like, you know, in a normal pub, like, you have, like, one or two. Like, it wouldn't be the main thing. You'd be, like, you kind of there, you see the craft there, and like, oh, that looks nice. I wish it had the other one they do. I would have, like, one or two of, like, the classic. Probably have, like, Corona on tap, because that's a nice beer. You're still you're still listing lagers. And then a few ales, you know, a few ales. But then also have, like, IPAs from, like, loads of different companies. 
That's sounding better. So like I'd have like you know your standard brew dog ones, tiny rubber ones. I'd have Kirk like have Kirksall Brewery, Equally Brewery, Soltair, Salt. All these kind of breweries all in there all have their own on draft ones. Also, you'd have you'd have to have like a couple of really rogue rogue beers on there. My one of my favorite beers, which is make Oliver probably cry, is a strawberry lager. Uh, <laughs> those are two words that i did not ever expect to see next to each other so think of like you know you got you pour your pint i just read the pint think of so you got that white head and then the actual color of the pint expecting clear yellow it's cloudy red what it sounds like to me because this is quite concerning to be honest it sounds to me <laughs> a bit like strongbow dark no fruits. it's not it's not it's not trust me it's not would you serve strongbow dark fruits? Oh, absolutely in your pub? not, because that's a drink for people who are under the age of drinking. So I wouldn't allow them in my pub anyway. So there's no no market for that. I don't like it because it's been a very concerning trend over the last few weeks. We've had a few people in in this podcast who like strongbow dark fruits, and it's, it has concerned me. A key aspect to a pub is there's got to be an element of romance. What? Not with people there, but with the pub. Keep the relationship fresh. It's almost like a little kit of kink, you know? It's a kinky pub. <laughs> That's officially weird out, Oliver. Is that the name you've oh, chosen? Kinky pub. <laughs> okay, so are we going to get this same, uh, the same sort of thing with the food? What I do, I do a similar kind of theme with the beers, where I have local, local business kind of providing food and have, like, residencies. Some pubs are like, you'll have, like, oh, for this week, so-and-so is doing the special menu for the food. Probably would stay away from doing a roast because that just isn't the vibe that I would want. As much as I love it, yeah, I'm not not a big fan of the the pub carvery. Yeah, it's just like it's it, as much as I do like a, a like a roast from a pub. I just wouldn't it wouldn't fit with what I was going for. Here we go though, Yorkshire puddings on a roast. Opinions considering this pub would be in Yorkshire, did have to be Yorkshire puddings. Whether it be in a roast, but I'd say probably. Who says no? But I do. That's outrageous. So where would you put your where so where would you put Yorkshire puddings at? Yorkshire puddings belong with roast beef only. I what I would say is they would come stand with roast beef, but optional for the rest of them with no extra charge. No, that option that option Actually, is why, just why am, I, why am I saying that? I don't I did say I wasn't doing a roast. Hypothetically though, having that option is like saying to somebody, here is a knife. You have the option to stab yourself with it, and I'm not going to do anything about it, but just, you know. The thought's there. That is a bit extreme when you're talking about Yorkshire puddings, I have to say. It's an issue I care about. I just think you're being a bit snobby about Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> I'd, I'd sell Yorkshire puddings with everything. They're a British staple. And what, what about Barstaff? I think my head barman, like my kind of pub manager, it's Sir Christopher Lee. I know he sadly passed away. However, he's probably the most interesting bloke in existence. Sir Christopher Lee is the guy who plays Saruman. Yeah, he's, a, he's Count Dooku, right? Count Dooku, Saruman, he played Dracula in fuckloads of films. He used to be a Nazi hunter in World War II. He is could have he could have been an opera singer. How's he rocked up at your pub? You've offered him the money and he said yes. Yeah, he you know, he's winding down. I mean he's sadly passed away, but he's in a hypothetical life. You know, he's retired from acting, he just wants to have a nice chat with people because he loves a story. And he just sit and chat away about whatever. He's such an interesting guy. Who else? Who else better to chat to about life than a man who's lived every life? So I oh know that's very deep, wasn't it? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's actually quite deep. But um, no, but he's just a, he's a fascinating bloke. I really recommend any listeners to 
who weren't sure about who he is, definitely Google him or look up on YouTube what, what his life has been like. So it's fascinating. In terms of other people in the pub, if I had bouncers, it'd have to be any character portrayed by Tom Hardy. Oh, I like that. So talking the Cray Brothers, Venom, the guy Alfie from Peaky Blinders. This is my bouncers team. Imagine that as a force. Like you got the Cray twins standing outside the front door. Going, oh, I love you. Can't come in here, mate. You'd have to have Mad Max as well. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, you got the whole, the whole, the whole team right there. So any character played by Tom Hardy would be my like security team. I'm just trying to think of a really soppy and pointless character played by Tom Hardy, but I'm not sure he's ever done it. Exactly. <laughs> it probably is. Like there probably is, but like he can be a nice guy. So I think what you need is Tom Hardy, and then as his co-bouncer, I think you need Hugh Grant. No. Why? Where's that come from? I just think that would be hilarious to watch. Hugh Grant's too busy getting wasted in the (laughs) pub. He wouldn't want to get his face mashed in. (laughs) But can you imagine him trying to deal with it if somebody begins to threaten him? It would be like me trying to deal with something. I'd just ask politely, and if they said no, I'd just be like, oh, okay then. I I guess you want someone to be like like the guy to calm the situation down. If he gets heated, you can go, like, look, you know, we all need to calm down. Let's be all be nice, have a nice evening. You want that kind of person to kind of, like, just diffuse the situation. So I'm trying to think of someone, like, good to do that, someone who's, like, a good speaker. Like, you want someone who... Banky Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the old UN Secretary General in there. He was... Yeah. Why not? <laughs> there must be some pretty big fights going on at this pub. Nothing compared to the Syria conflict. I mean, what can I say? I feel like these... These tensions are going far beyond you're not letting me in the pub. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, let's have Banky Moon in there just, just, just to just diffuse it. They have like, the Cray twins fronting it with Banky Moon just there as the pacifier. Before I ask the next question, Lester just won 3-1. Hey, up the boy. We're off to Wembley. Delighted for you, Oliver. Absolutely delighted for Where's you. Where's Liverpool? Do they get to Wembley, Linton? <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know, Oliver. Ooh, uh, ooh. You'll have to ask me at the end of the season. We might be going. Uh, we might be going international. You transcended above the Premier League. I mean, you're, what you're in eighth place. You're just transcending above eighth place into. We're, we're ignoring. We're ignoring the Premier League. It's uh... got one other bit I wanted to cover, if that was okay. Oh, okay, yeah, go on. Which is like the nights in the pub. Do you know how you have like quiz night and all that kind of shit? I, I was, I was just thinking about what to do within that so you've got a games room so of course there has to be a, a games night it's in some variety my one night i was going to think of is like you know how you could pub most nights and it's pretty acceptable i think definitely for a student but there's some nights where you kind of they're like it's gonna be dead so i'd say either either monday or thursday i have existential crisis night <laughs> what okay <laughs> oh i'd be down for that although although for me Every night is existential <laughs> crisis night. So, yeah, same. But, like, you do it with other people. So you can all just, like, just sit in complete silence. Like, no, no music in the background. Dim lighting. Everyone get a free pint when they walk in. And sit by themselves at a table and just scream into the pint. That sounds fairly traumatic. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Let me summarise what I've thought about this, then. This is... What you're going to do is you're going to get a load of depressed people into your pub feed them alcohol and then have a river outside that they can go jump in and drown okay okay what i might do is i like, do on one one day we'll have like an hour where it's like you gotta get it out of your system so it's it's kind of the opposite of happy hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 
before we before we sum up, actually, um, the other week I was a guest on Rody's podcast, and he very kindly allowed me a bit of time to talk about this podcast. So I feel it would only be right to uh, to give Rody a bit of time as well to to chat about what he does. Yeah, so my show is I basically each week I talk to a student from a different university and chat to them about what their student life is like outside of the academic side. Because I'm sure that when you go around, you see university, you go to the open day, you see everything about the university, but not so much about what the student life is like in terms of like where you live, what you go do, all that kind of stuff. It's a bit of fun, chat a lot of shit. These two Muppets have both been on already and a good time, I think, so thumbs up all around. Tried to argue the clear superiority of the University of Sheffield. It was good fun. So yeah, you can check it out on, on Instagram um, and Facebook. It's called The Student Breakout Podcast and you find it on most medias and most podcasting services. So please go check it out. So should we should we summarise... Are we calling it the Kinky Pub? Fuck it, yeah, go for it. <laughs> let's let's summarise our thoughts on the Kinky Pub, Lyndon. Uh, go on, as... You, you go first, let's see. I'd like you to go first, as when my pub was being judged, you went second, and I, I, don't, want, I don't want you to have that privilege. This <laughs> what, time. for me to add something up? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want any funny business from you. Okay, so, yeah, it sounds like a fairly solid pub to me. I, I like the idea of the four rooms. Uh, the beer gun sounds good, a little concerned about the river, but hey. The danger aspect makes it exciting. Personally, I would just happily sit there sober and watch... The events in the river that'd be quite funny you did concern me a little bit with the uh, kaylee element it's a concerning trend that is emerging on this podcast and it has to be stopped i think the thing is you're revealing a, le- a weakness amongst friends so you know what's going to happen there yeah it it is a shame otherwise uh yeah i mean you've got good drinks no dark fruits that's always a good thing i guess unlike with uh linden's pub where i was feeling should we say ungenerous i wanted to give a low score it was quite entertaining, to be honest. That's convenient, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm not going to go high, because I do feel like we need to knock off a couple of points for the Kaylee, but not like the seven or eight that were knocked off Linden's. Linden's got his head in his hands right now. I'm going to give it a straight six. Only a six? All right. I am taking marks off for the Kaylee. He's a hard man to please, Oliver. He knows what he wants. See, I, I personally, I thought it was all great. I love the outside. I love the element of danger with the grassy slope. I've as Andy's re- his uh, replacement, I've I've got to represent the grassy slope faction, um, so that was pretty good. I did like the kind of intimacy of the pub, the kind of different sections, it all being you know where you stand when you, when you're inside. Don't know about food. I mean, I said food doesn't belong in a pub, and you've gone quite quite big on the food with these um different people coming in. I think I'm going to be more generous than Oliver because I don't really want to make a name for myself as being more harsh <laughs> than him. I, I'm not Scrooge. So I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.5. That gives you 13 and a half by my maths, which, well, in Lyndon's episode, it was quite terrible. I thought Lyndon's pub was, right, it was great. Oh, thank you. One of the presenters didn't think so. It, it was a very nice pub apart from one single element, which ruined everything. So, Roly, that, that puts you, there's no real kind way of saying it, fourth last. But it does put you above Lyndon. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. That's, that's always great. I'm just saying, I could have put you below me, so you can thank me later. So, yeah, all, all that's really left to say now is thank you very much for coming on, Roly. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been good fun. Um, interesting pub. I'm in the weird position of saying thank you very much for coming on to my co-host, I guess. Uh, thank you, Linda. 
It's been good. I've had a great time. Uh, I don't know if you'll have me back ever again. Uh, I highly <laughs> doubt it. I wouldn't. But um, but yeah, thanks for having me. Delighted to make the transition. That's about it for this week. And yeah, hope that you've enjoyed listening to it. And we will be back for more next week. So we will see you then. Goodbye.